0: Hey there and welcome to We're Just Hairdressers, a podcast founded on the belief that stylists around the world can be passionate about the artistry of hair design and use their talents to build wealth. I'm your host, Tara Harville. Society tends to look down on hairstylists and doesn't see us as the business savvy individuals we are. This podcast is all about showing fellow stylists and society that you don't have to choose between being a hairstylist and a wealth builder. We can run a successful company even though wordress hairdressers today i am so excited to be recording with two of my exo brit stylists alex glander and lexi glacier these two are co-owners of amber sage and co which is in bentonville arkansas i'm just so honored to have you both on the podcast today we're going to talk about lots of things but specifically exo and how the clip-ins are doing in your salon but everyone say hello
1: hi hey.
0: Awesome. So I know a little bit about your background, but I want everyone else to know. So tell me how you both met and how Amber and Sage got started.
1: Well, it's a really funny story, actually. So we should probably rewind to cosmetology school. I knew her for all of five seconds in cosmetology school, and then I graduated. And then Lexi actually ended up getting a job at the same salon that I worked at. And then she started dating my brother-in-law. Oh. So, yeah,
2: Alex was playing matchmaker here. I was trying. I was trying.
1: It's failed in the past, but this one, this is a goodie.
0: <laughs> Every um, once in but, a while we can get that right.
1: Right? Yeah, I know. But now she's going to like legitimately be my sister, and I'm like so excited about that cuz Yeah, cuz
0: you guys just got engaged, right?
1: Yes. How yeah, exciting. so she's going to be Lexi Glander, and I'm Alex Glander. So, and we're both redheaded. Let's call Perfect. that a doozy.
2: <laughs> we is literally perfect. get asked if we're sisters probably once a day. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, that's perfect then. So that just all makes sense then to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I've known both of you guys for quite a while, you know, inside of the Harper Ellis Hair Co. world. I know we've worked together. You guys have done, you know, the Harper Ellis method and hair and all the things. And then recently when we started all of the Exo Brit adventure, you guys just kind of dove in You have this beautiful, beautiful display in your salon of the ExoBrit Extensions. but So I'm excited to kind of get into that. But first, tell me why you both started with Extensions specifically. Like, what makes you love Extensions so much?
1: Well, for me, I honestly love the... I mean, I know that this is all about wealth building, and that's honestly what it is for me. It's, like, such a good income source other than just, like, working hard behind the chair like obviously work hard but like insanely hard behind the chair for you know 16 haircuts a day and this Mm. is such a good way to bring in extra
0: yeah absolutely it's a you know higher ticket price and you know for someone that also loves extensions for the same reason you know it's um nice to maybe work smarter not harder absolutely (laughs) And so um, I feel like, you know, and you and I have talked a lot about this is that's what extensions have done for our business. But tell me specifically how your clients are loving the ExoBrit Clip-Ins.
2: Yeah, so it gives them options because about 80 to 90% of our clients are hand-tied extensions. And when we saw that y'all came out with Clip-Ins, we were like, holy crap. Our favorite brand.
1: <laughs>
2: we need to jump on this as quick as we can.
1: I have a client that's getting married in February, actually, and she took out her hand tied just for a, a break. And she's like, so tell me the benefit of, you know, the clip-ins. Like, what's the, the benefit? I'm like, well, honestly, like, you have the benefit of not having the everyday maintenance of hand tied, but still having the Harper quality, which I think is, like, the best part of it because, you know, you're not buying, like random ones off the internet
0: like these are like the best quality yeah exactly well thank you for that but you know the one thing that I've heard so many times from our salon people and you know you and I both are like so into the hair the hand tied specifically and you know we do a lot of hand tied extensions and just like you said Lexi it gives you sort of that option for everyone but you know we have a ton of those hand tied clients within what is for those other clients, you know, and like you said, the one that's getting married, this product is just so perfect for those people specifically because everyone wants an option and not everyone wants to have hand tied all the time, you know, so clip-ins are the perfect option for them. If you ask me,
1: absolutely.
0: yeah, absolutely. So also though, I want to talk a little bit about you guys before we move on into more extensions tell me about your goals with your, I know Amber and Sage is not very old. You guys just recently opened, correct?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So tell me about salon owning and how that is going and all the challenges <laughs> and all the things I want to hear all about it.
1: Well, so we are currently in the build out process of our like big brick and mortar location, which we are like crapping our pants about <laughs> because um, <laughs> right now we're in a studio suite and it's like all of our dreams are coming true. And we are so thankful for everybody that helped us get there and honestly, like, in general because, like, that's helped us create our brand. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, salon ownership, we're just by the seat of our pants. No,
0: that's that's <laughs> called uh, owning a business at all.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's just what we do. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, that's amazing. So you obviously feel like it's going very well because now, and if I understand correctly, you are kind of first got into like a suite situation Mm
2: -hmm. and now you're
0: getting into like your big brick and mortar salon. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. So we entered this suite almost a year ago. It will be a year in December. And we were like, okay, we can only be in here for a year or we will get comfortable because our goal was always just a standalone salon. Yeah. So we were like, we need to hold each other accountable and make sure we're just not in here forever, which there's nothing wrong with that, but that wasn't our goal. Some people right. thrive in, in environments like this. And
1: for us, like, we miss our team. We miss, our like, the community. We miss, like, you know, just like, the hustle and bustle of a salon. Like, we miss mm-hmm. that. So we're like, we need to get back into that. That's why we set the goal of a year. We're
0: like, no longer
1: than a year.
0: Yes. And I totally understand that. I, you know, some of the most successful hairdressers that I know are suite owners. They have a suite, they work in their suite, and it works for them. Obviously, they are killing Mm -hmm. it. And then I'm the same way. I need a team. I like need that sense of, you know, community. And I need people around me to cheer me up when maybe things aren't going so great. So Mm -hmm. I totally understand that. So... What's the plan for your entire salon? Because you guys are so extension obsessed, and so moving into, you know, salon owning and having a team, what is the plan for getting everyone on board with extensions?
1: Um, We've kind of like talked about it here and there. We definitely want our stylists to be certified in an extension method. I'm not going to be like you have to do spaces, like right. 100% of the time like how we do it but at the same time like that's our brand and you know people are going to come to our salon for that yeah
0: absolutely you guys are the extension queens in northwest Arkansas
1: <laughs> thank, thank you,
0: you. <laughs> that
2: was like- of course <laughs> of
0: course we'll just we'll just put that label on it I think it's a yes, great label that's the <laughs> label that we have
1: been working for right right yeah. I know we have to be realistic about like our timeline and stuff like that. And, like November, like, that's a good goal to have November of last year. And here we are <laughs> a year later, like finally making it happen. For
0: sure. Well, so once you get your brick and mortar salon open, what is going to be your, like, let's, let's say like six month goal. Like what is the six month goal after you open the doors?
1: Get more stylists in, get our brand even more known. I mean, I guess like that, you just kind of
2: little, like, shot me in the foot there a little bit. (laughs) I'm asking
0: you the hard questions.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely have our salon filled up with amazing stylists. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I love that. So tell me what your biggest challenge is of owning a salon.
2: Nobody tells you, like, or teaches you how to open a salon. You can't just, like google it and right. there's these like step-by-step things you honestly just have to learn as you go and that's been probably the hardest thing yeah absolutely
0: it really is and I someone asked me that this past weekend actually and I was like honestly you just have to learn to roll with the punches and hopefully learn from all of your mistakes I really think mm-hmm. I could write a book now of like how what not to do when you open a salon. (laughs) That would be amazing. Um, What (laughs) What, Not to to do (laughs) because I have (laughs) exactly because of how many times I've failed. It's just, it's, it's comical because, you know, we just, I feel like that's how you learn to run a successful business is you mess up over and over again. And it's all about how you get back up and how you, you know, keep going. Like I said, roll with the punches. So, all right, then. So, tell me where you guys see yourself in the next five years on owning a business or owning, you know, the salon specifically.
1: Um, Well, our lease is five years. So that kind of like really like put things into perspective. I mean, honestly, like I would love to have more than just eight stylists, you know, like I would love to see us have, I don't know if you know who you you know who she is. um, Brandy from hair and co. She's that 26 stylist, and I'm, like, so envious.
0: (laughs) Like, Brandy runs a great business. I think just from outside looking in, Brandy is really good to her people, and that is, I think, probably one of her many secrets to her success, but I think that is one of the main ones. And all of her people love her so well, and I think that's really incredible.
1: Yeah, she's been so helpful throughout this. We went and shadowed her, and she has just been – like a plethora of knowledge for us because you know our philosophy statement all that kind of stuff just is very similar so I'm I'm hopeful that we can be as successful as her
0: (laughs) absolutely absolutely I'd love I think that's great to have someone you know that you admire in the industry and you know in different ways for sure but like you know someone that you can kind of watch and can help you especially like Brandy because she's always willing to help other people and I think that's really incredible yes so, Alex, tell me about being a mom and being a salon owner. How are you juggling
1: that? Okay, so I don't know if you remember, before I had Boston, I told you, I was like, I don't want my identity to change because I have a kid. And yeah. I'm sure you can relate to this now since having Fletcher. but yes. I changed my handle on Instagram, changed, and I'm like in the process of changing, like, not necessarily my whole brand. But I feel like if I was to not include him in my brand, it's like, or both of my kids, because I've got one on the way, I'm like, they are like everything. So I feel like that I have to include them. But juggling it, it's like, I mean, he stays at at daycare until the last minute, if that's what you mean. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, that's the truth I want to hear. (laughs) Yes, no, he
1: does stay at daycare until the last minute. And some days I feel really guilty about that. But other times I'm like, "Uh, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally understand that. And, you know, juggling this I don't even know I think that's the one the first time in my life when I started like searching for balance was when I had a baby. And, you know, before I'm like nothing balance is such a fake thing, like, you know, but I literally I wanna be a hundred percent at work and then I wanna go be a hundred percent a mom and you know, as a salon owner especially it's tough, especially when you start, you know, having employees because you know, it's you got to give them your hundred percent, and your clients your hundred percent, and your business their hundred percent. Then you go home, and you have to be a mom hundred percent, and be a wife a hundred percent. So
1: yes, Woo! yes, no. My motto here recently, we, me and Lexi kind of been telling this to each other: uh, everything in moderation. Literally yeah. in every aspect of your life, everything in moderation. <laughs> but also, yes. like you were saying, you have to give your all to everybody. We actually hired um, two new people, and it's like we. Our, we definitely feel that, like having to pour so much into them and mm-hmm. pour so much into our business and then pour so much into our families and our, our everyday life. Like It can be so exhausting. By the end of the day, I've talked so much that I'm like, I just Dr. Pepper and I need to just, like, chill for a minute. And then when I'm not pregnant, it'll be a glass of cap. It's
0: fine. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, And then you have to go home and your kid's at that age where he needs to be talked to. So you also have to talk to him. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. I totally understand that. I know it's rough. And, you know, Alexi, you too, with like now being a fiance and, you know, entering that world. It's I always say like the most successful people aren't sprinklers. They don't they don't sprinkle a little bit here or sprinkle a little bit there. They actually give every single thing 100 percent. And, you know, I think that's the most challenging thing. That's really hard to do. So I love that. Yes, for sure. So I always ask people on this podcast, have you ever been stereotyped for being a hairdresser? And do you have a story surrounding that?
1: So we actually have a client that is no longer with us. So I feel like it's okay to talk about like no longer with us as in she's not our client anymore. (laughs) I didn't realize how that sounded, but she asked me what it was like to play in here all day, and I was like, "Well, I mean, I can show you, Karen. It's fine, but it <laughs> it it fuels my fire a little bit when people say things like that. I do so much more than that I do so much more than that here, and like if you could understand like the plethora of everything that goes into that, then you would see that comment as very
2: stereotypical,
0: yeah, definitely. We just play around all day." I'm freaking tired for someone just play around all day, though. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's hard work
0: for free. I'm really tired. <laughs> no, I love that. I know, you know, everyone has their own little story, and I think it's kind of funny always because you know, we obviously know what you know hairstylists are capable of. You know, they can go out and make their dream income, and you know, do exactly that—play with hair all day and make their dream income. Although Ch- it is
1: chance, chance was like.
2: Um, so like, let me know when I can be a stamp for that. like, okay. <laughs> That's exactly tell, what Chase said as well. <laughs> I
0: tell Josh never. You're never going to be that. So no matter, it doesn't matter how much money I ever make. You'll never be that.
2: No, I think, I think chance <laughs> definitely go crazy for
1: sure.
0: That's funny. That's awesome. Well, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram, find your salon, all the things. Tell us about your handles.
2: Okay, my handle is at Lexi Glacier. Okay, and mine is just Alex Bussy Glander. Very
1: simple.
0: Um, what about the salon? They have one too. Yes.
1: yes, hers is just Amber and Sage Hair coat.
0: Love that! I want you know all the stylists to come follow you guys. Um, I've just I've I feel like I've watched you guys grow since you were, you know, pretty new in the industry, but. Maybe. Um, I know babies and now you guys are salon owners and I think it's incredible to watch you know people like you that don't put a ceiling over your head and you guys want to accomplish all of your dreams and I know that's scary for people it's not as easy and as simple as it sounds so thank you guys so much for being on here and I cannot wait for everyone to hear from you
2: well, yeah. thank you for having us. Yes, yeah, thank course.
0: you so much. Of course. If you've enjoyed listening to the we Hairdressers podcast, make sure you subscribe to our channel and leave a review to let us know your thoughts. Thanks for listening to episode 21 of the we Hairdressers podcast. I'm Tara Harville reminding you that building wealth from behind the chair is attainable.